Here's part three of our four-part interview with Marty Cooper, inventor of the cell phone. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Uh, you talked a little bit about sort of the, the carrier's attitude, and you talked about Spectrum, and it's good timing since you know the FCC is in the middle of wrapping up another auction right now, Spectrum auction. And you know, as you note in the book, it's Spectrum. It's not exactly the sexiest topic. It's not a topic that that people really care about that much until their their phone calls drop. But I'm curious to get because I am that kind of wonky Spectrum nerd. I, I am curious to get your thoughts on. Spectrum and sort of the attitude that really the company, the industry, even regulators all sort of stress that Spectrum is this um, limited resource. It's it's this limited resource, and that's why we that's why we can't connect everyone. There are Spectrum limitations. We need more Spectrum. We always need more Spectrum. That has been sort of the mantra of the industry, and really for for all folks in this whole universe uh, that that have expressed for a long time. I'm curious to get your thoughts on that because. You do have this this law, Cooper's law, law of spectrum scarcity about sort of the ability to be able to to make more use of spectrum over time, similar to you know Moore's law in, in the chip world. And so I'd love to get your perspective on that. And this notion that that these carriers really just that's the answer to all the problems is is getting more, getting your hands on more spectrum. That is a uh, it's almost a fraud because think about it. We've been uh, radio was invented or is it commercialized? Uh, around 1900, 120 years ago, the amount of information that you could uh, move over a radio channel has increased by trillions of times. And yet, right from the beginning, spectrum was scarce. Well, it turns out that technology has always stayed ahead of demand. Anytime anybody came up with an application, radio, Somebody figured out how to have multiple people talking on the radio channels, and there were always more radio channels than than uh, people want, would want to have. Same with television. So we invented television. They set up so many TV channels that most of them were ended up unused. So we have all the capacity of the spectrum, the amount of information you could transfer through the. Spectrum has always stayed ahead of the demand. That's the exact opposite of scarcity. There's plentiful spectrum. But on the other hand, we have people, uh, and that's one of the reasons that I uh, don't think that auctions are very good. Uh, somebody that has paid a billion dollars for a bunch of radio channels would not appreciate having plentiful spectrum. They would prefer to do is to have the spectrum retain its value. Well, that's just simply wrong. Uh, the whole concept of uh, auctions uh, is wrong. Spectrum ought to go to those that can provide the services to take care of human needs the most. That's the reason, uh, the only reason that people should uh, be assigned spectrum. The idea of, of exclusivity doesn't make any sense. And then getting back to uh, what you call Cooper's Law, it's really the what I call the law of spectrum capacity, it says that every two and a half years for the past 120 years, we have doubled the size of the spectrum pipe, that we could put twice as much information through this. You do that for 120 years, guess what? That's 10 trillion times the capacity. And we haven't used all the technological tools yet we can predict that we can do this for another 50 or 60 years. So 
There is no reason to have a, a scarcity of spectrum. There is enough spectrum that we should be able to do all those things that we need to do, do all these good things that we've been uh, talking about it in our conversation, healthcare, education, uh, but most of all, collaboration. Another topic I want to hit is, is 5G. That's, 5G is a favorite topic of mine. And uh, I know you were in some of the working groups uh, on that topic. So I just sort of generally love to get your thoughts on you know, its promise and what it brings to society, to this world that, say, older technologies could not. Or is it really just sort of a, you know, a, a, an incremental change to the, the sort of overall philosophy of where mobile is going? Well, let's start from where you left off. Roger, you're exactly right. Five G is an incremental change. It has improvements in a number a number of areas, and the advantages of five G will serve applications like factories, robotics, things of that nature. The infrastructure for the things that five G will support has yet to be constructed. We don't have autonomous cars. We don't have factories that use the uh, cellular systems. So the promise of 5G uh, and the hype, and it really is hype, is wow, why we're gonna have enormous bandwidth, gigabits per second, and we're gonna eliminate latency, and we are gonna have slicing. Well, I ask you, Roger, when was the last time you had a latency problem with your cell phone? And, and do you need slicing? It turns out that the, the focus of 5G is the Internet of Things. And my position is, yes, I think that we ought to be working on that. We ought to build that uh, capability so that we can uh, do these things in the future. But we haven't finished the Internet of People yet. So this emphasis on the Internet of Things and then saying what you people want is super high speeds, uh, uh, low latency, uh, and uh, uh, slicing and those kinds of things, that's almost fraudulent. It, that, don't you think? It's, uh, we don't uh, uh, need those things. What we need are better coverage, lower cost. That's it for part three. Stay tuned for our final segment of our interview. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash dailycharge. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.